This is the NH Experience. Wake your goat mouth ass up. Ladies and gentlemen, I don't know what this is coming down through the audience. You know what I'm saying? Thank you because now. Guys just got tired of going through the same motions for the, for the last four games, five games, whatever. And like Darvin Ham, we never get complacent or go, just go through the motions on this show. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, wherever you may be on this planet. Welcome to the NH Experience. Hope everybody had a great weekend, a happy and safe Halloween. Nick Hamilton, from the red carpet to the radio, Ari Rose back in the building. And of course, producer extraordinaire, engineer to the stars, Jake Warner. What's going on, y'all? Yo, yo. What's good? Why does Jake get, like, the fancy extraordinaire words and, like, the magnificent and the beyond beloved? Like, you get such endearing terms, Jake. I'm a little jealous here. Wow. Oh, we know you're Jeez, the real star, so he's just trying to make me feel better. Don't even worry about it. Uh, we, we all know you're geez. those things and more. See, I can never. It's in my contract. Just, <laughs> I don't want to say this, but you know what? It's just like a woman. It's never enough for a man to do something. I'm just saying. Goodness he said, gracious. He said it's in the contract. The only way I'll be on the show is if you hype me up. <laughs> hey, look, I, I need that love, you know, going through a divorce and I all that. I, I need that watering, you know, like a plant. <laughs> I, need, I need to be saying my praises. <laughs> but we all know it, those, those, all those things are for you as well. So we're, we're glad you're back from assignment. We're happy you're here, and, you know, I, I, I couldn't be more excited. If it's going on in the world of sports and entertainment, you know Nick Hamilton is going to speak on it. It's time to get it popping. Oh, I'm excited yeah. to be here, guys. How, uh, did you guys have a good uh, Halloween last night? Uh, it was cool. I mean, you know, I did. I I, I dressed up uh, as comfortable, man, because that's what I was rocking. I like your costume so. right now, Nick. Uh, thank you. <laughs> I'm still rocking my costume. For your those of you, was comfortable. Yes, my my costume was comfortable. I was uh, I I rock my uh, one of my many Marvel hats. So uh, I rocked the uh, Captain America hat. So that was part of my costume. Jake, please tell me you're a little more entertaining and exciting than <laughs> I, I wish I could say that, but I was uh I dressed up as a washed up West Coast rapper from the nineties working at the Clipper game. Cause that's how I always dress, like a washed up West Coast rapper wow. from the nineties. So I wasn't able yeah. to partake in Halloween festivities, but watching the Clippers is not a trick or a treat, to be honest though. <laughs> <laughs> at times. I'm just I, saying. And then pay me. I saw you like lived at the uh, arena this whole week, this past weekend. Uh, I'm the yeah, and, and, and it's not gonna get any better. So they should just have a bed and a shower for me, you know. But I love what I do. I love what I do. Hey, so uh, don't you guys remember when uh, Chato Chosinko was living at the stadium for a while? What was <laughs> that mess was funny. Yeah, he, yeah, all that money. Like three months. Yeah, all that money. Except for what? I have a bathroom, a shower, a bed. What do I need to get <laughs> And a McDonald's down the street, he said. So, hey. Yeah, so he was set. <laughs> topic. I know it's even a topic, but he's got to own, like, a big percentage of McDonald's the way he promotes it. Seriously. He got to have some kind of stock or something. I don't know. I can't call <laughs> it, but. He talks about McDonald's every day. There's no way that he is not making money off of McDonald's. Even retired. He yeah, you know, he still talks about him. <laughs> 
You know what I did notice? Um, there is a McDonald's that he'll post that has like the sign and it'll talk about Ocho on there sometimes. So I wonder maybe like he's bought into a couple of the franchises. I don't know. It's interesting. He saved his money though. He saved his money. He he was wise with his money even after retirement. So good for him. Yeah. He's a very yeah. All right, Art. What did you do for Halloween, Ari, since you all up in our business? You know, it don't even matter what I did for Halloween. What I want to really talk about is the Niners. We'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that in a minute. But don't don't try to don't see don't don't try to just, just you know, you over there Chrissy Yamaguchi skating around the topic and whatnot. <laughs> so you I mean you sound like Aaron Donald last Thursday when I, I when I was questioning him. Oh I was trick-or-treating as a gym girl. Oh, that's original. <laughs> so y'all can be comfortable, wash the wrappers at the Clippers, <laughs> and I can't be in my gym clothes. No, because you're supposed to. This is the op- this is the opportunity for 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 beautiful women to go out and and without being labeled. That's there right. There you go. There yeah. you go. Or judged. You know, no. you, you'll be praised. <laughs> I got paid to look washed up though, so I was happy with my Halloween. <laughs> Did y'all real quick? Did y'all see Young Mommy her her post when she said, "I want to be I want to be a hoe for for Halloween," and people were like, "You can't be yourself. <laughs> you can't do something you I always mean, are used to st- doing." Stole my line. Like, stole my line. I said it. I don't care. Yeah, I mean, I, I, listen. I'm not, not here to disrespect women, but I'm, I'm just reading what the comment said. You put yourself I mean, out there. That's what happens. Just saying. Unfortunately, though, people. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, that was like a dumb comment to make, though. Yeah. But anyways, all right. So moving on. Can we talk about my liners now, though? I've been you waiting. know what? I'm going to go. I'm Can I go, use the bathroom I'm right a... now or get some water or something while she does Are that? we finished or are y'all done? <laughs> uh, so how did your Rams do? Well, here's the thing. I'm going to get to that in a second. But I want to get to the Sunday night game because to me, that was that was the premier game. Obviously, the Buffalo Bills at home against the, green, the, the struggling Green Bay Packers. And if, the, the thing that's, that struck me about Buffalo is this. Buffalo had 24 points in the first half, right? Second half, they had three points, which was very concerning if you're at Buffalo, especially with that high-powered offense that you had. The thing to me that got away from Buffalo is the fact they got away from the run. They 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 became a one-dimensional team, and it was all about Josh Allen. Josh Allen was the run. Josh Allen was the arm. And they allowed they single-handedly allowed the Green Bay Packers back in the game, especially in the second half, where Green Bay had an opportunity to actually score and then try an onside kick to try to get the ball back in order to win the ball game. And if you're the Buffalo Bills, yeah, I know they're 6-1 right now, but you've got to answer questions about that running game because there's no way you allow the Green Bay Packers, who are struck, who look absolutely horrific, who don't have any offense. They couldn't find offense if they bought it off eBay. And That's you harsh. let a struggling... Green Bay Packers team with no playmakers on there. Alan Lazard was out as a rookie. You had no, you had no playmakers. And if I'm, and if I'm the Buffalo Bills, it's only going to get tougher as you move along. It's, it's only going to get tougher because you are, the, you are the Super Bowl. You, are, you definitely one of the Super Bowl favorites. See, they they bought into their own hype, Nick. I mean, everyone's oh, Buffalo's going to be great. You got these fools breaking, you know, tables and jumping off stuff and eating bad food. And which Buffalo's a great city. I've been there many times, but they bought into their own hype. Everyone's like Buffalo's going to be the team, but they can't even beat teams like Green Bay. That that should have been a blowout, and it didn't happen that way, you know. And, and, and that's the thing. 
I can't I can't trust Buffalo now. The, to me, they they their work they, they got their work ahead of them, man. That there's no way they're Super Bowl contenders after what we just saw. This sounds like you have trust issues from past trauma experiences. <laughs> oh girl, let me tell you, I got a lot of trust issues with a lot of people right now. <laughs> I think you're being hard. What if they just had, I mean, what if they just had one bad game? In the NFL, you can't have one bad game. You can't have one because you don't have 17 weeks, you know? I mean, mean, okay. But there's a lot of teams like Raiders that have, you know, a lot of bad weeks every (laughs) single week. I love it. You know, people are allowed to have a bad week. Maybe they're just having one bad week. I'm interested to see what happens next week. Maybe that's I kind I kind of agree with Ari. Jake is has you, you sound like these these avid fans that just oh my god the sky is falling after after not one perfect game. I mean the Buffalo Bills are still a Super Bowl contender. They might end up being the number one seed in the AFC, and in Kansas City if they continue to win out, they might be the number two seed. So they'll be the top two teams. They'll be in the AFC. fine, but they lost against something. They, 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 they played bad football. They got one loss. I'm, Who? I'm just saying they put, they've been playing bad football. Okay, so let's say let's say they trade. They, for Kareem they need to get Hunt it on track of, right now. Okay, well let's say they, let's say they trade for Kareem Hunt, right? Because the Cleveland Browns came out and said they're going to honor Kareem Hunt's trade request and they're going to put him out there, right? So let's say that the Buffalo Bills acquire Kareem Hunt. Now, does that improve their running woes? Because to absolutely, me, it does. I, well, here's the thing, though. I don't think the run game is as bad as advertised because they were significant in the first half of that Green Bay game, and then for some strange reason, they ran away from the run game. So if you add another guy like Kareem Hunt, I think it strengthens it. But also, too, the bigger question is, who gets Odell Beckham Jr.? Will it be Kansas City or will it be Buffalo? Doesn't he have to get healthy first? Well, he has to be. He's, he's scheduled to be medically cleared probably in the next week or so. Yeah. Yeah. So once he becomes medically cleared... Then here come the teams. I know the Rams are in the mix, but Kansas City and Buffalo are also in the mix. <laughs> he's going well. back to the Rams. He'll play one game and then he'll be out again for another season. Ouch. Wow. Damn, the hate for Odell Beckham. Um, Why do you hate Odell Beckham? The sky is falling over here. If he, was, if he went to your Niners, you wouldn't be saying they'd be like, oh, man, we welcome him with open arms. Sorry, he's going to ball out. All I see is CMC. I don't see none else. Hey, and speaking of and speaking of CMC, you want to talk about injury prone? But um, last I checked, I can't recall a complete season that and, and, and as great as Christian McCaffrey is. Listen, all I know is we had no injuries this past weekend, and that's all that matters right now. <laughs> Why are you celebrating that? That should be the norm. I mean, I'm a Charger fan. All my players get hurt every damn every damn week, so I already know. But you shouldn't be celebrating that. That's that's something my Chargers would do. <laughs> listen, I don't have a problem. I, I listen, I don't have a problem with what the 49ers did. I mean, they they cashed in, they are all in. The 49ers are absolutely about the moment. When I sat there on Sunday at SoFi and watched from that press box how the Los Angeles Rams look completely different in the tail of two halves. In the first half, they look complete, they they found their rhythm. They had two really great drives in that first half that really sparked their rhythm where they were able to, d- d- to disseminate the ball. Matthew Stafford was able to disseminate the ball, whether it be Tyler Higby, whether it be uh, Allen Robinson, whether it would be Cooper Cup. Excuse me. But when I look at that San Francisco team and how Kyle Shanahan adjusted in the second half, 
if the San Francisco 49ers had a mascot, it is definitely Christian McCaffrey because they had <laughs> no answer. The Rams had no answer for Christian McCaffrey. Now, let me give you two numbers, and I'm going to ask y'all what, what significance do these two numbers have in that game on Sunday? Eight and 21. Y'all know what numbers those represent? No idea. Okay, the San Francisco 49ers are now 8-0 and in the regular season against the Los Angeles Rams. Oh, yes, 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 yes. 21 are the unanswered points that the San Francisco 49ers scored in the second half to defeat the Rams 31 to 14. I just kept seeing the second my my uh my alert going off. It was like San Francisco touchdown and then two minutes later San Francisco touchdown. San Francisco touchdown. I was like yes, I couldn't watch the game but I was I was getting the highlights. I was getting the highlights. I, 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 I love I was at church <laughs> trying to look at the freaking NFL scores from under the pew. Hey, Mostly man. praising the Lord and looking at football. Lord, have mercy. It's a good Sunday, honey. It's a good Sunday. Well, I love watching the Rams lose too, so it's great. Well, the Rams, here's the problem with the Rams, and they, they still have not figured it out. They can't run the ball. Nope. Their secondary is suspect. And and, has, and, and it, I'm going to say this here on this program. Has the thought occurred by now that it's time for Jalen Ramsey to move to free safety? Yes. I think his best days Long at overdue. corner are behind him. Long overdue. I think he had two good plays on, in Sunday's game. But for the most part, we've seen him get cooked time and time again. And and but here's the thing: you need to fix the secondary. You need a running back. They're gonna have to make some sort of trade because their running game has not been effective at all. No. Obviously, the O line has been questionable because of injury. Mm-hmm. And and usually the Rams lose to the 49ers because Matthew Stafford threw a pick, like we saw what he did at Levi Stadium earlier in the year, or they throw some type of interception. Whether the the, the Niners can capitalize on it this time. They didn't do that. It just seemed like the Rams kind of took their foot off the gas when they were up 14-10 going into the third quarter. And that's okay. <laughs> Moving on. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. No, it ain't. But I'll tell you what. Did you see the Atlanta Falcons and the Carolina oh, Panthers game? Oh, man. I did not. DJ Moore is the truth. Have you ever had a person? I'm going to ask you this, Ari. Being in, being that you have your own business, and also you know you being out in the scene, being on red carpets or whatever. Let's say you had a you had a camera person that captured an incredible interview. You, you nailed it. You did it everything right, and then all of a sudden he does some bonehead move where you only get half the interview because he didn't record it in the right frame or in the right sound. Have you ever had that happen to you before? No, but he'd be fired. That's what happened with DJ Moore. DJ Moore yes. caught an incredible Hail Mary pass uh. with two defenders on him and with 12 seconds remaining to tie the game against the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, yep. No, he dropped it. No, no he no, caught it. He caught it. Okay. But then took his helmet off with excessive celebration, which caused a penalty. So they had to assess that penalty on the point after, which subsequently made the kicker Missed the extra point. It was like a fifty-yard field goal, damn near. Which forced overtime. Mm-hmm. <gasps> yep. And the Falcons were able to capitalize in overtime and win by a field goal. Yep. <laughs> yep. I would have released his ass. What'd you say? I would have released his ass after that because that's a bonehead play. You had the game won, 
And because you had to take your helmet off, had the world see how great you are for making a great catch, you cost yourself a victory. Wait, wait, wait. You would release DJ Moore? I'm a player. I'd bench him. I bench him. He'd be fine. He has to. He has to have some kind of consequence for what he yeah, did. That's a bonehead play. That's a bonehead play. You must be drinking if you think if you think. Oh you yeah, gonna, you gonna of course I'm drinking. Look what time it is. Of course I'm drinking. Yeah, already. you 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 must be because there's no way in hell I'm bench. I, I'm first of all. I'm benching him though. Wasn't he ain't for the next game because that's stupid. You had the game won. You caught the ball. You had to take your helmet off. We if know that's a stupid play. If it wasn't for DJ Moore, they wouldn't even be in contention to even be in the And if it wasn't win. for DJ Moore, they wouldn't have had a penalty that had to so kill. We not, so we just going to ignore the fact that the kicker missed the, missed the extra point. We're going to ignore that. Not once, had, but twice. He, had, he missed two opportunities to win that game. He missed a second one. That's 50 yards. It's a 50-yard PAT. Okay, so he had, but he also had another opportunity, Jake, in the, in overtime to actually win the game. Should have never went to overtime. And missed. Should have never went to overtime, bro. But Period. it did. So you had another opportunity. <laughs> You had another opportunity to win the game, and you still you you still choked. There's a lot of blame to be passed around, but he's oh, the main reason. It, he's the main stop reason. It. You've lost your. You completely what, lost your mind. What is the Dirty Birds one, and we will live to see another day, guys. No. Okay. The Niners won, and that's okay. That's all she cares that's about. All that's she all she cares about. Damn Niners, as y'all go on a bye week. Uh, yeah, you, you it's enjoy, the San Francisco post game show with Ari like Rose. <laughs> right. Uh, listen, I, I'm not mad at them. I picked the San Francisco 49ers to win the oh, NFC yeah. West based upon the guys. And they back own healthy. SoFi when they come down here, man. Every time. It's, well, they have a large. I mean, listen, for, they the 49ers well. have a large. They the, the 49ers have. But it's, it's a lot of 49ers fans in L.A. because they have a large fan base, much like the Cowboys, yeah. much like the Krispy Kreme winners of the week in the, <laughs> in the Las Vegas Raiders. I mean, they all have large fan bases. So no matter where they go, they're going to travel. Yeah, they well. travel well. They travel well. <laughs> All right, y'all, coming up on the other side of the break, a break-in that almost had devastating consequences. Also, we celebrate the life and legacy of Chadwick Bozeman for the upcoming Wakanda Forever Black Panther 2. We'll talk about that and where Rihanna fits in into all that on the other side of the break. You're checking out the NH Experience here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Keep it locked. Yo, what's up? Baby, let's go. This is Tua Tungle by Lloyd. Yo, Sway Calloway. This is Spice Adams. This is Michael, the playmaker everywhere. What's up? This is Grok, and you're listening to Slam, Slam Radio. Radio. Serious XM. Yeah. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall. It's how you get back up. There's no losing, only learning. There's no failure, only opportunities. And there's no problems, only solutions. So to me, what failure is, failure is the mother of all success. But I really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen. That, that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go, what's next? I love people to tell me no. I love people to tell me don't, it won't, impossible. And uh, the word can't is the word can. And the word don't is the word do. And the word won't is the word one. And in the word impossible, it's possible. What do you tell them? You tell them, you know? You know, that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. you, you got to take those losses. you got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, you know, this is what it's all about. 
On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. Welcome back to the NX Experience here on Sirius XM Slam Radio 145. Make sure you hit us up on all social media platforms. I'm Arby Rose on all the media platforms, Big Brother Jake, and of course on Instagram at Nick Hamilton LA and on Twitter at Nick Hamilton 213. Love that Rihanna joint, man. Man, I love the so Rihanna dope. joint. Good, good call, Jake. Good call. Well, you man. know, I'm loving know, the Rihanna joint. You know, I, I gotta, you know, represent for the people, man. And, 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 I like Rihanna. I respect. You know what about Rihanna? Even though she's, my God, she she's so damn gorgeous. She is. Props to ASAP Rocky. God damn it, you are so lucky. <laughs> um, but I respect her business hand because what she's built up with the Fenty line and the Fenty brand and how she's become basically become a, a you know. A, a self-made billionaire, obviously, with she had to have a great team around her. But to be able for, to be a woman, a woman of color, to be able to showcase what you can do with with the resources that you have, I love the fact that Rihanna's been able to build her own platform and to pretty much call her own shots now. I mean, when she wants to release music, she can release whatever the hell she wants. And apparently, Black Panther Two: Wakanda Forever was was an important enough soundtrack for her to contribute her services to because we ain't heard music. From Rihanna, we, everybody's been anticipating music from Rihanna, and we ain't heard it. I've had kids since then, like. <laughs> I mean, but it's great to hear her back in the mix. You know, she's an amazing woman. I've got to meet her on several occasions. She's fine as hell in person, and um, but above all, you know, she's she's talented, and, and she's a self-made billionaire. I love seeing it, and to see her back in the mix makes me happy. And yes, damn ASAP Rocky. You know, the one thing I do hate about some of these celebrities that are, like, high-profile like that is I hate when they make you wait for music like that. Like, it should... You should have to continue. I was such a... And I'm not saying I'm not a Rihanna fan. I'm not saying that at all, because I do like Rihanna a lot. But, like, I used to love Rihanna back in the day when she first started, and she was pumping out a ton of music. And now I feel like... And I guess everybody has their right to kind of slow down and pick and choose what they want to do once you, once you reach a level. But I feel like when you're that big, you have a due diligence that you have to fulfill and you need to be producing and pumping music out for your fan base. It's like the Lord of the Rings thing right now. Like, why you got to wait 10 years to get another episode? It's like that type of deal. Does that make sense? Yeah, I hear what you're saying. But, okay, let's let's put you... I'm going to use you as an example, Ari. If you were at, a, at the status that you are now, and let's say you made some moves and you capitalized on those moves and you and it sent you to a different tax bracket right are you going to be the same individual that you were now that in that different tax bracket no but i feel like i would never stop speaking motivationally ever like it would still be a part of me like i feel like she's a musical genius and like she needs to still give us even one little song a year but let me say this if you are in her tax bracket or near her tax bracket at, at a certain level. I am. I just haven't cashed a check yet. No, no, I got you. <laughs> but I'm just saying, but I'm saying as we are current, I'm not, I'm not hating not on you. I'm not saying that you won't get there. I'm saying as you are right now versus when that physically manifests, right? If you spoke the same way in that tax bracket of near hers or of hers that you do right now, I look at you like you were crazy. But it's her music. She can still make but, it. Long. But where's the anticipation? But 
but we don't want anticipation. We want Riri every year. Yeah, but it's right. it, it, it's a, it's a limited edition. It's classic. It makes it better. Drake drops an album like every month. You know, so I'm tired of hearing him sing and whine. I'm just saying, so it's like, we hear him all the time. I like the fact right. that people can do what they want to do. And, I, and, and, so. I hear and, what you're saying, because like Future went on a rampage, and he was on everything with everyone, and he fell off. You know what I mean? He was a little, he was not exclusive at all. But I'm glad to see Riri back. I'm glad that, uh, you know, she did partake in this. Uh, the Black Panther, uh, you know, the the soundtrack for that. Um, and it's getting some really, really great reviews, which is really good. I'm no. so glad that, like, that was, like, something that she decided to partake in and make that, like, her, yeah. her piece of, like, I'm, I'm back, you know? Her Absolutely. Piece. Absolutely. And it's a, it's, a, it's a fire song. I mean, damn. And and the, the movie comes out on 11-11. So in about two weeks. Oh, my God. I can't believe it's already November. Mm-hmm. I know, November right? November 1st, guys. It's November 1st. Don't even know who's know. cooking Thanksgiving dinner. Oh, it's so quick. <laughs> it's turkey, mom. I'm with that. My Rainy. favorite holiday. I'm running for the next 24 days. I, I'm not. I, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, Black Panther, Black Panther 2, Wakanda Fever does drop uh, November 11th. I, they just recently had the premiere out here. Everybody showed up. Um, I'm still on, on team recast T'Challa. I have not been able to preview the film as of yet. I, I will be previewing the film next Monday. Uh, I will be previewing the film and the screening of it uh, before it hits Are theaters. Are you me and Jake with you? Look here. I got in by the skin of my teeth. I had to hop a fence I, and go I, through I, the back door. You know, I'm searching. I don't Jake, think I got that invite. I, I, See, this is why you can't. This is why you can't tell family nothing because they always, everybody want to be like, "What? What, what about me?" I'm like, "Dude, I'm barely getting there. What the hell about me?" And we'll see all the pictures to prove it. Yeah, we're not family. We're apparently, we'll go on I, eleven together. Yeah, I can't listen. I can't. I, even if I can't, I can't share no pictures. I'm under an embargo, so I can't share any pictures. I can't oh, share anything. We can talk about it on the radio. See, Jake, I, I, I can yeah. talk about it on the radio, but I can't. I, I can't. Like next week, I can't give y'all any spoilers. I'm under an embargo, so I can tell y'all about the movie. I can tell y'all if it's if I feel like it's worth y'all watching, but I can't tell any spoilers. He's gonna blame it on the politics. Oh, of now. course, of course. I'm a listen. Yeah, my, my hands are tied. The real politics, guys. <laughs> so, if you didn't hear yet, Nancy Pelosi's husband was just attacked by a hammer mm. by someone that was against her politics. So, I was in the Bay last weekend, and it, and they were airing it all over the news. And my mom caught me up on it. And I had no idea that this attacker had come to her house, broken in. And kept asking for Nancy and kept asking for Nancy. So I guess he was smart about it. He called the police and he was talking about like, well, what are you going to do to me? Why are you here to kind of like tip off the police so they could send help? Now, the crazy part about it is, well, he was beaten, unfortunately, and he did suffer a fractured school. Um, and um, but a, and correct me if I'm wrong, Nick, because you probably know a little bit more about it than I do. Um the guy who came in was like saying something that Trump supporters say, right? Mm-hmm. What yes. was he saying? Well, he was he was basically against, like you said, he was against her politics. He was right. against her policies, and basically, uh, and the name of the assailant is David DePape. He's forty-two, and he faces charges of attempted murder. 
uh, assault with a deadly weapon, elder abuse, burglary, amongst other fel- felonies uh, in last Friday's attack or attempted uh, attack. Um, it's insane. It's insane um, what we live in. Like, I, I think I, what, I think what's more insane are these idiots that are out there saying, oh, the Pelosi family staged this so they could get sympathy and they could show that Trump people oh, yeah. are bad and Trump supporters are bad. Yeah, yeah, to, to, to the point where he's unconscious and in the hospital, yeah. Somebody's going to sacrifice their political career. I mean, I don't put anything past the politician, but that's extreme. The man is 80 years old. He's not going to put himself in harm's way like that for his wife. I'm sorry. I don't care what conspiracies you think of. That's just stupid. No, it's absolutely, it's it's idiotic. And the thing about it is, fortunately, he had successful surgery. He had a skull fracture. Um, he had injuries to his right arm and hands because he was battling his attacker. Um, but fortunately, he, he's, he's scheduled to make a, a full recovery. Uh, and I'm talking about Paul Pelosi. The, the question I have is, where the hell is the security? Because this, this is not the first time that Paul Pelosi has been attacked. Or either Nancy Pelosi has been threatened. Uh, regarding you know her policies obviously we know about the insurrection that happened on january 6th inside the white house um we also know that nancy pelosi was actually in uh congress when that was going on um she was one of the people that was on a list i believe if i'm not mistaken uh uh during the insurrection of these trump supporters uh and the thing about it is this where is the security because that's my question where was the security for this guy? Because, okay, Nancy Pelosi took off. We know she left, but Paul was still in the house. This is the time you suppo- you supposed to. So who? how did this guy know that there was no security or ample ample security in the house he, he when, had to he, when he started off, his attack? Man. He had to get somebody had to, something. I, somebody I, I, knew I, something. That's what I feel. Yeah, and that's the thing, you know, with these security guys, you know, some of them show their allegiances. You find out later that they supported this or that. When that should never be made public if you're security. But he's either casing the joint and watching how security works on their break times, or someone said, "Hey, they're not going to be here between this time and this time. Go for it. We won't be there." So. We'll never find out the truth because when it comes to politics, I said that correctly, politics, nobody ever is truthful in any of that stuff. But I, I hope Mr. Pelosi heals well and, and that they do get ample security because there's no excuse for that. And, and here's the thing, and I'm not saying this for Trump supporters or Obama or anybody else or Biden, but I've never loved a politician or any person or team where I'm going to have them on my car Waving flags around, that's an illness to me. And, and, and I'm, I, I don't care what you vote for. I'm an independent, registered independent, so I don't care. you know. But to me, when it get, becomes cult-like and, and people start getting hurt behind certain actions, okay. that's when there's a problem. We need to address that as a nation. Well, and, and that's, where, that's where all this comes into play, right? Because ever since our dear president, Trump, you know, it, it's been wreaking havoc all over the nation and people going crazy and racism just being okay. And you, it, it's yeah. like, we know racism has always existed, but it what people were ashamed or didn't really talk about it so openly. Now people are okay being racist and, and to different national, every type of nationality you could think of. And it's like, that's not okay. And it's causing no. so much hate and so much division. And, and I don't know. I just feel like that, 
you know how like when there's a problem, you know where you can nip it in the butt and start mm-hmm. change. Mm-hmm. Like this is a problem, a serious sickness in America that you really don't even know where uh, to uh, find where, where to even start changing. Exactly. When it's to the point where you have people with guns at voting yeah. polls trying to discourage people from voting, we're we're taking steps backwards in this country. And there's yeah. no politician out there, either side, that's doing anything about it to stop it. And yes, it's up to us as people, you know, as voters to vote certain people out of office. But this has continued no matter if it's been a Democrat or a Republican in office, it doesn't matter. We've had this problem. It's up to us as a people to stop it. You know, you got to fight fire with fire sometimes, man. Maybe it's that military background in me where I'm like ready to ride, but... This can't continue. When my, my my aunt can't go and vote because she wants to vote for a certain person and she's threatened by a gun, that's yeah. a problem. That's not democracy. Well, and, and that's the thing, right? It's like we live in America so we can have freedom of speech, but then There's we got, have yeah. so much freedom of speech that it backfires, transitioning over to Elon Musk acquiring Twitter. Oh, yeah. Okay? <laughs> yeah. Look at what's happening. Nick, I'll let you report on that about about how Elon Musk might not be the best move for Twitter. Definitely. I mean, <laughs> do you think he's the best move for Twitter? I don't at all. No. He's giving people I mean, a license to act a fool. Here's my thing. There like and you mentioned Ari free speech. And free speech has its its pros and it has its cons. But where is the line when it comes to free speech and when it becomes a detriment? Yeah. Right. Because when you look at free speech, we talk about this in media all the time. Hey, we have the right, you know, freedom of the press. We have a right to ask certain questions. We have a right to doesn't give us the right to always have to be in the know. And I think a lot of times those of us in the media take that line and we're habitual line steppers because mm-hmm. we always want to ride that line or cross that line and say, well, you owe me this because I'm asking you a question. So you owe me an answer. No, nobody owes you a damn thing. Nope. Do you, but what are you doing it for? Are you doing it for yourself as a personal vendetta? Or are you doing it on behalf of the people that want to know case in point? When I asked Aaron Donald last Thursday about his decision on leaving Don to sports finally after everybody else has decided to leave him and Jalen Brown decided to leave. And everybody was asking him, you know, about the whole Kanye situation because he bloviated and and, and exposed, you know, and, and was hyping up the fact that he signed with Don to sports. And, you know, this, these are the things he was going to accomplish with Kanye. And he had conversations with Kanye at, at that time when he signed. And so now I'm going to ask him, hey, you know, why would you align yourself with a guy who arguably disrespected the black community by saying slavery was a choice and disrespected our ancestors also said that Harriet Tubman wasn't who she was. And then all you most recently said some very inflammatory and flat out lies against George Floyd concerning his death and disrespecting George Floyd and his family. So, and then I get hit up by a couple people and say, well, Hey man, you kind of grilled them kind of hard. It's like, no, No. I didn't grill it because it's not a personal vendetta. I'm asking because this is what people in my community and surrounding communities are talking about. If you look on social media, if you look on everything else, these are the conversations that we're talking about. So who am I as a journalist that to be responsible enough to ask him these questions? Now, whatever he says, that's on him, but I'm not going to make up anything or cast any aspersions on what he may say, because I have the opportunity right then and there. And I think a lot of people in media are, are are not being responsible the same way we've criticized people on Twitter 
or we criticize Elon Musk for allowing people to be irresponsible on Twitter. The same thing LeBron James said in a tweet. He was like, he knows Elon Musk, you know, and, and, and he could care less about who owns Twitter. But I agree with LeBron when he says this is scary as F because he hopes uh, his people take it seriously as far as people using, you know, hate speech and using the N-word freely like the word the. Yeah. And that to me, you know, when you're letting, because people are concerned about him letting Donald Trump back on Twitter, letting Kanye West back on Twitter. And we know how irresponsible and very dangerous those two individuals can be and spark and, up people. And that's what I'm saying. It's like the enabling of this free speech. Uh, you know, it's like free speech, hate speech. That, that There's that thin line, right? Because people feel like, oh, I can say whatever I want. It's made racism okay to be racist publicly. Um, I know a big influencer, Lila Pons, she had said about Twitter, hate has made it a turnoff for many of us creators to come back to Twitter. I know over 50 YouTubers with 10 million plus subs who have left Twitter because of this, including myself and supporters who are also victims of hate on Twitter. So a lot of people are leaving Twitter now. I think, you know, again, going back to what I mentioned earlier, it's like, where do we nip it in the butt? And I think it's the influencers who still have a heart and still have humanity left to start advocating for things and to start canceling certain things, just the way all these companies canceled Kanye and then, you know, forced him to apologize. I'm not saying his apology is <laughs> worthy or it was even real or legit or that acknowledge it. Right. But it's what I'm talking about is forcing these things to have to have a shift. You have to apply pressure. And we've talked about this in other episodes as well. Well, I'm going to ask you this, and we're going to go to a quick break. But, but when we come back from break, I want to know from you, Ari, if you own Twitter, what would be your rules and regulations if you own Twitter? You're checking out the NH Experience here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio 145. Keep it locked. This is Sirius XM 145, Slam Radio. I'm constantly failing, guys. I'm constantly learning. It's not how you fall, it's how you get back up. failure only opportunities and there's no problems only solutions so to me what failure is failure is the mother of all success but i really get motivated when people tell me it'll never happen that that to me is what makes me get up in the morning and go what's next i love people to tell me no i love people to tell me don't it won't it'll be impossible and uh, the word can't is the word can and the word don't is the word do and the word won't is the word one and in the word impossible it's possible. What are you telling? You tell them, you know, you know that, that all they can do is learn and come back bigger, better, stronger, because all it's going to do is lead you in the right direction. See, if you're always winning, then you don't really understand what it is to win. You, you got to take those losses. You got to take those hits. There's got to be the valleys, the peaks, the ups, the downs. In order for you to, when it does happen, you go, wow, con terrible. You know, this is what it's all about. On behalf of all of us here at Slam Radio, we would like to thank you, Pitbull, for making this dream become a reality. Slam Radio, what's up? From Enrique Santos, 2949, iHeart Latino. Yeah, welcome back to the NH Experience here on Sirius XM, Slam Radio Channel 145. Did y'all know 27 years ago, the Dog Pound dropped a classic dog food on Halloween, which was yesterday? 
Let it, let it. Jake up here coming with some heat today, man. <laughs> I, I do my best. with that heat, man. Shout out to Daz and Corrupt, man, for creating, creating a classic. Absolutely. I remember, y'all remember standing in line in the warehouse trying to get <laughs> early at the midnight sales? <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. Did that with that album and, and, and the Tower Predator Records. from Ice Cube. Man, I remember being at the warehouse. <laughs> I went during lunch break uh, at school because I'm aging myself here. I'm probably older than everybody here. Say, I think I was in junior high then. I was in high school, okay? And, uh, <laughs> wow. And, but I was in line for The Predator, so I could, by the time lunch was over, I was like, oh, man, I heard the whole album. Did the same thing with dog food and, and, and all those classics. And that, that was hey, a classic, we ditched. Man. We ditched. We ditched to go get it again. <laughs> <laughs> I was a senior already, so I can leave Canada. Being the homie's dish. The homie was the only one that had the car. You know what I mean? <laughs> All right, y'all. So before the break, we asked, we were talking about Elon Musk and his acquisition of Twitter and what we perceive what could potentially happen and what he may ha- what he may do with Twitter. We talked also talked about the importance of free speech. And so I asked Ari before the break, if she owned Twitter, what would be her some rules and regulations to try to balance and regulate uh, people to allow them to have free speech, but not cross the line to be habitual lines. I feel like if you have enough money to buy an entire social media platform, as large as Twitter, as large as Instagram, you should have the funds in place to alloc- allocate it in place to cancel out some of these or to cancel out all uh, these accounts that are spreading hate speech, that are creating imposter, fake accounts, you know, it's like if you have the funds to to own these companies, you have to have the funds to be able to regulate on a bigger level. Not kind of something that happened to me the other day. I posted that someone made this fake account, right? Posting my parents, mm-hmm. my daughter, all this stuff. I probably had about 60 DMs from friends and family saying we reported, we reported it. I reported it myself. I got a response from Instagram saying we're not taking this down because it doesn't go against our guidelines. How does it not go against your guidelines? Like, how do you own Instagram and you knowingly, everyone's reporting it, saying it's a, it's a fake account, they're pretending to be someone we know, and after 60 reports, 80 reports, maybe more, it, it, didn't re- it didn't go against your guidelines? There has to be, if there's that type of money in these companies, there ha- you guys have to create some type of bot, some type of computer system to delete these accounts, hate speech, bullying imposters if you can't regulate it you guys don't need to own these social media companies and it should be taken down period do you think do you think twitter would would have taken it down because i tend to think twitter would have probably done a little bit more investigation usually they own the fake accounts over instagram yeah i I don't know and then it goes back to okay then you try to verify get verified and they make it so hard for you to get verified so oh but the plot thickens because now there's been a report That if you spend twenty bucks a month, you could keep your you could get verified and keep your verification. No, I think it's for people that are verified. If you want to keep your blue check, you pay right. dollars. Yeah, but I also heard they're gonna make it easier. Verified. Yeah, and they're also gonna make it easier for people to get verified if you have to you meet you meet the certain criteria. That's that's one of the pluses of Elon Musk owning Twitter, though. Well, I don't know. Anyways, guys. well y'all talked about food and being hungry so jake what you got cooking in the kitchen this week my man man let me show y'all what's on the menu here we go it's always something to talk about let's check out the moments brunch what's cooking this week guys All (laughs) all this food talk all right uh all the smoke hosts 
uh, host and former NBA champion uh, Stephen Jackson called Kanye on his comments regarding his friend George Floyd. Does this set the record straight more or give Kanye more attention he doesn't need? Let's listen to the audio. What up, world? Hey, Kanye, I just saw your video. First off, Roxanne could kill less what you think about a hat. That's number one. We ain't gonna talk about that bullshit you be wearing and marking it up for your own people to pay for. But we ain't gonna talk about that. You say stupid shit, you get stupid prizes. Nobody asked you to say nothing about George Floyd, but you decided to say that on your own. So you're gonna pay the consequences. Roxy was minding her business. Gianna was minding her business. Oh, and also, Roxanne and Gianna and the family is two different people. She don't stand with the family and the family don't stand with her. They had different lawyers during the whole, the whole court process. They had different lawyers. And for y'all that don't know, Kanye delusional. You didn't give Gianna $2 million. She got 250,000 that they broke down through families that Roxanne is giving back to you. You got a lot of problems, dog. But if you want to address somebody, come address me. I'm speaking for the family. I've been speaking for the family. And I've been adding you at every post. You didn't have to say nothing about Georgia. We were supporting you in everything you was doing. And still support you. But every time you speak on Georgia, you're going to learn your lesson. Keep Georgia's name out your mouth. And that's for you and everybody else. Signing out. Come see me. All right, Ari, what do you think? Oh, I'm so tired of talking about Kanye. I feel like I'm oozing yay out my pores, and it's just so annoying. He gets more and more ignorant, and every day he gets more and more dumb. It's like, when does this stop? When does it end? But it's just, he's so dumb, you can't help but to talk about it because he's just so freaking dumb, you know? And I'm glad that Steven Jackson, uh, you know, stepped up and said something because, first of all, I just like him and Matt and they're just like so OG about stuff. And I like how he's like, yo, come see me. Like, you know where I'm at. You know, he's like kind of calling him out. Like, hey, it's going to be a problem. Like someone needs to, I don't know. I'm not all for violence, but someone kind of needs to like rough up Kanye a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I will say this. Sometimes you need your ass whooped to get a reality check. Yeah, okay, well, I, was, I was saying that in a in a more polite way. Yeah, sometimes I, I say it, sometimes you need your ass whooped to get a reality check. Kanye, you know what I mean? Kanye ain't been smacked around enough. He, I think he needs to. Well, I'm just saying. Here's the, but see, there's no. It's like internet gangsters, right? There's no consequence because why? They feel like they're invincible because they're hiding behind the computer. Exactly. And I think it's the same thing with Kanye. Like mm-hmm. he feels like he's invincible because nobody's ever stepped to him. But you gonna catch the wrong person on the wrong day. Oh yeah. And apparently, when it came to Stephen Jackson, you didn't call Stephen Jackson on the wrong mf and day, <laughs> in the wrong place and time. In the words of my man Samuel Jackson. Um, I'm just so. so I'm just. I'm just so confused about all of it. Like he, I don't know. I think I think I I feel Stephen Jackson. I'm glad he spoke out about it. And one thing I can say about Stephen Jackson is the fact he's been on this since day one when we first mm-hmm. we all saw that unfortunate video. And he continues to campaign for him. Yep. He yeah. set the record straight about the about the family, about the mother, you know, of the child and and the family. How the families are not even seeing eye to eye, but mm-hmm. he's pretty much been that bridge between the family and the and the mother of their of George Floyd's daughter. Um. And props to Steven Jackson for doing that, man. I mean, yeah, listen, stand up guy, stand he doesn't up. have to, he didn't have to do that. He didn't have to, you know, he, this man is living large, you know what I mean? But for him to, 
to open up doors and to 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 speak on things that need to be spoken about. Hats off to Steven Jackson, and that's why all the smoke is with they. That's why I love him and, and Matt Barnes profusely. Yeah. You don't hear enough honesty like that nowadays, especially from public figures, so so kudos to him. Uh, moving on, uh, over the Halloween weekend, P. Diddy, Puffy, whatever the hell we call him nowadays, and uh. <laughs> Power and Power book two actor Michael J. Ferguson, known as 2-Bit, seemed to have gotten into an altercation in Hollywood. Let's take a listen. Yeah, him. All right. Was this really going down or was it staged? Can I please say something first? It looks yeah. staged as hell to me. Because if somebody's <laughs> going to act a fool like that on me in a costume, I'm stealing on them. I don't give a damn because it's Hollywood. People crazy out in these streets in L.A. during Halloween. It, it, he looked too calm to not do something. And yes, I know the cameras were on him and people were with their cell phones. It just seemed fake to me. Who was calm? Who was calm? Michael J. Ferguson? Yeah. Yeah, he Listen, didn't, act, he didn't get too crazy. Leave my baby daddy alone. Leave <laughs> my baby daddy alone. Okay. No, I'm giving him props. Like, he was wow. too calm, but, but I don't know. Wow. I know. Favoritism. I, I mean, I'm going. grateful to you, okay, if you're listening. Um, <laughs> I know that um, <laughs> he was so calm. What? Uh, just because I'm in a relationship don't make me blind. But what if he's ugly? Like, what the, oh, what's that going to do with anything? Too big. Too big. Too big. Let me focus. Let me focus. Yeah, you're getting you flustered. Diddy, Diddy is running with all these securities and this whole big entourage. It doesn't show who Michael was rolling with. It could have just been him and his homeboy. He had a whole bunch of people with him, too. You you see a guy dressed like Joker that's laughing in your face all crazy. Are you really gonna do something when there's like fifteen of them? Yes. And it's you and your boy, and you got something to lose, and you don't know if these clown guys have something to lose or not. Hey, I, I, anyone stops to me, I don't care what my net worth hey, is, man. man. I'm stealing on. See, that's why people get killed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, stepping to me, that might happen. <laughs> I don't know if it was staged, but I definitely feel like Diddy. Puff, love, whatever his name is, Dr. Love. I feel like he was doing the most because he knew he had to kill Yeah, of course. Yeah. Like, he was not believable. I will say this much. If I'm too big, I'm calling Tommy. I'm calling, I'm calling Tommy. Tommy gonna, Tommy gonna handle that. You know what I mean? I'm gonna get cool back with Tommy and we gonna handle it. No that. questions asked. Yeah, that would have been a dope, skip, uh, dope sketch to see freaking Tommy pull up in his car. Right. That would have been funny. In, in, in the Mustang, though. In the Mustang. <laughs> Exactly. And just pull up right there on Selma and just in Hollywood, like right. We good. Yeah, we good. I, we good. I mean, I think it was. I did like the way that Diddy kind of switched it at the end and kind of brought up like the whole, uh, you know, like we need to look out for each other and this, this, that. But I thought it was just like a stupid ending to his stupid display. <laughs> Tell us how you really feel. Fight, talking all this crap, and then to turn around and be like, "But kind of my party." <laughs> That's why it seems staged to me. 
because like I don't know. I'll parties uh, were too calm. I'm sorry. I don't care how many people are there. If someone disrespects you the right way, you don't care how many people are there. You know, when you're blind rage pissed off, you don't care how many people are there. I'm sorry. I'm a gangster as hell, and I would fight anybody. I am not fighting Joker laughing in my face with an entourage. Man, I'm going to go ahead and find something, pick it up out the gun, and smack him with it. He, you, 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 you're a gangster, man. He ain't trying to have no static with you. Listen, honey. I don't know if it was staged or not, but if show was hella, it was hella funny. It was Whether entertaining. it was staged or if it was real, it, it was, was hella funny. And that, y'all... <laughs> Y'all Baby Danny and all is the moment's brunch. <laughs> I laugh. Listen, I laugh at some of the most ridiculous stuff because I Same. find stuff funny. I find most th- people yeah. probably don't think I should find funny. That's why we're friends. I find it funny. <laughs> That's why we're friends, bro. We laugh at the dumbest I stuff. I found that absolutely. I watched that thing three times and I laughed each and every time. Well, once was enough for me. I'm good. But it was funny. Yes, <laughs> it was funny. <laughs> it was funny. You can't say that. You can't help but laugh because it's like, okay, Diddy's in character. Props to props to Puffy for dressing up as the Joker. Like he played, he embodied that character. He did a great job, and he was in character. He played the role. That's why it was staged. He did. It was staged. I don't know if it was staged. I can't say. I, I know Ari, you don't think it was staged. Jake, you think it was. Well, yeah. I'm on the fence. I don't know if it was, but again, I thought it was. I thought it was comical. <laughs> It was funny. It was funny, but you know what? Halloween, I don't play around, man. You never know what people's intentions are. I would have stole on them. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. I would have stole on them. That's why I don't think it was real. It was about as funny as the Lakers celebrating their first win. <laughs> like they won the NBA championship. That was ridiculous. Why is everybody going crazy about that? <laughs> stupid. It's stupid. I'm so confused. Listen. I'm a Warrior fan, so I don't understand that. Um... <laughs> everybody post and I was like Lakers won their first game like wasn't it okay I'm so confused <laughs> listen congratulations to Darvin Ham for winning his first ever game as a head coach I was I props to him for that I know he's been working diligently so I was more happy for him just getting his first win as a head coach they were doing but the outside most of thing. that they were doing like the most. you got Anthony Davis that couldn't even stand up during a press conference because it's back going out on him like he Larry Bird at 93 <laughs> <laughs> okay. Leave that man alone. I mean, no. I'm going to leave bubble wrap alone. I'll leave him alone. I'm not. Okay, the man the man is 29 and has a body of a 50-year-old. He can't okay? even sneeze without getting hurt. I, I was I'm concerned about him with... jumping up and down when he was dousing Darvin Ham with the water. That's what I'm video. saying, I man. I was concerned. And guess what? He's probably out for next game. He Nobody knows it yet. And listen... <laughs> I I I, I'm a, I like LeBron. I want to see him eclipse the record for Kareem Abdul-Jabbar be the all-time leading scorer I don't. in the NBA. I love this. I think LeBron is the most physically gifted athlete we've ever seen, and I think he's incredibly talented, even in year twenty. Um, but like I said before, and I even talked to Jeannie Buss last week. I got a chance to talk to her. I got a chance to, to briefly talk to her, and listen, I don't. I, I think the Lakers are who they are. It's it, they it, suck. The Lakers, the Lakers should be changed to the LeBrons. Remember that commercial, the old commercial, <laughs> LeBrons. Remember the LeBrons commercial. That should be. That should, should be in the starting lineup. Seriously, he's the reason why they're one in five or whatever it is. He's the reason. Exactly. He's the reason. Exactly. This is the team he wanted, and he got it. And guess what? They suck. You let basketball but people make basketball but I decisions. I solely, <laughs> but I can't solely blame LeBron because you also have upper management that is also to blame because they went along with it. Guess who manipulates 
upper management. Don't matter. LeBum. Don't matter. LeBum James. Wow, you gonna sit up here and disrespect LeBron like 100%. that? One hundred percent. Wow. The team I grew up you loving. Hate that, you hate that man that much? I don't hate him. I dislike yes, him. I, dis- I just no, don't like him. I dislike him. I don't hate him. There's a difference. He's never done nothing to me personally other than get powder on my equipment when I was working courtside when he used to go to sport there. And I looked at him and said, I'm going to invoice you for this. He just looked at me like that. And I said, I'm not playing. He's like, oh, I'm not playing. Powder everywhere. That's not why I dislike him, though. Did you invoice him, though? Of course, I sent the invoice to the Lakers and they laughed it off. It was only like 200 bucks, though. <laughs> just, I just wanted least, to do a point. Yeah, have a point. At least, he, at least he didn't use the powder and hit you upside the face. Oh, no, know. I don't care. Y'all just saw me on TV that night getting arrested. <laughs> Ain't nobody disrespected me like that. He, he would have beat my ass, but I would have been paid like, oh! I would have fell Jay, out. Hey, Jay said, I ain't no Michael J. Ferguson. That's right. Nothing stays with me. I'll get beat up. I don't care. On principle, you ain't going to disrespect me. Period. Wow. All right, gangster. Well, I'm not. Anyway, Dog, I look like Mac. Nope. I can play Mac Ten so, for right. Halloween. You know, it's cool. Now, <laughs> apparently, you embodied Mac Ten and a bunch of other people. It's supposed to be my home. So, Ari, what do you, <laughs> Ari, what do you have? What do you have going on this week? This week, I am chilling. Wow. Hmm. No, I, no pod, no pod this week. Yeah, I mean, well, every Monday we have a podcast that came out yesterday. Um, I hope dealers, you guys can check that out also on Apple Apple Podcasts for yeah, yeah. motivational mornings. Um, but that comes out every Monday. But other than that, I'm just chilling. I'm just taking it easy, just kind of, you know, being still in the moment and allowing things to open up for me the way they're supposed to. And Jake, would you have I, I think you have a return of an old friend. Yes, uh the return of the Big Brother Jake podcast coming Woo! back. Yes. Yes, you know, uh Got signed a new deal, all good to go. Happy to return, you know. Amazing. So, thank you. Congratulations. Thank you. So, it, it's good to be back. I'm excited. That'll premiere on Thursday, November 3rd, uh, episode oh, 188 God. on all digital platforms. So, check that out when you get a chance. On podcast one as well. Shout out to podcast yeah, one. Yeah, that's good. Well, congratulations to thank you, you both. Make sure you guys check out the Hope. The Hope Dealer Podcast. Make sure y'all check out the Big Brother Jake Podcast that's featured this week on all streaming platforms. Uh, and make sure you guys go support it, subscribe to it, the whole nine. Also, make sure you download and subscribe this show yes. on all streaming platforms for free 99. That's Apple Podcasts. That is SoundCloud. That is Spotify, iHeartRadio, Google Play. Again, all for free 99. Thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate it. On behalf of Ari Rose, Jake Warner, producer extraordinaire, I'm yours truly, Nick Hamilton. The best 60 minutes of your <laughs> week is now concluded. Until then, y'all take care. Stay sharp. Ari's mad at me, but I have to buy her a present. And I'm the host extraordinaire. You are. You are that. It's you are in that. my contract, you're Ari. You're the, first lady. you're the first lady of the show. Wow. I feel I'm better now. Bye, guys. <laughs> Deuces. We in the wind like paper planes, y'all. Take it easy.